1: show me
0: now live from the american family insurance studio at the avenue in the heart of downtown milwaukee here is dr ken harris
1: you're listening to truth in the afternoon i'm your host dr ken harris 833-212-1017 is the number the caller said, "Good doc, people who are ignorant enough to judge people by dark or light are just plain stupid." LOL. Good doc, have you ever noticed that people who are neither extremely light skinned or dark skinned are the ones who like to talk about what dark and light skin means? Yep. Doc, I always found it very funny to hear Black Americans, most of whom had white ancestors on their mother's or father's side of their family, say that a man who had a white mom of, or a father who was African, wasn't black enough to be considered the first black president. Hmm. <laughs> Obama probably has more African DNA than most American blacks. Because uh, his father was from Africa. But, yes, I get your point. Point well made, as a matter of fact. So, yeah, that's, that's something we want to dive into and take a look at. But I got, I got my top five. But my top five are all part of one story. And that's they came up with five ways to counter the top five changes uh, coming to the Milwaukee um, sales tax bill. So I don't, I don't know if this is going to work, but I, I think, I think I have some solutions. Um, I think if we look at it, there are five changes that are going to come to Milwaukee with the sales tax bill. Now, they have to vote with a two-thirds majority as to whether or not you are going to get taxed. Now, we getting taxed. As my mama used to say, by hook or by crook, we get, we getting taxed. They're going to either pull it out themselves or they're going to figure out a way to get it, but you're getting taxed. If they got to tax it through the county and then give it back to the city, they're going to tax. Something's going on. We're going to get taxed. And so I want to take a look at these five things that I think are important. The five top changes coming to Milwaukee with the Milwaukee sales tax bill.
0: Number five.
1: The state legislation, and this is from JS Online. I'm using their story as my catalyst. State legislation aims, takes aim at diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. So, the legislation, Robin Voss, called diversity, equity, and inclusion frivolous and woke. The policies the state has embedded into the shared revenue agreement, says Malele Coggs, and there's there's a group of them, um, alder aldermen and women, Cogs, Chambers, Stamper II, Taylor, Pratt, Rainey. And Westmoreland said in a statement, the policies the state has embedded into the shared revenue agreement encroach upon local control and destroy much of the work we've done while handicapping Milwaukee's ability to address historic inequities that still exist. The bill prevents the city from using tax money for funding any position for which the principal duties consist of promoting individuals or groups on the basis of their race, color, ancestry, national origin or sexual orientation. Another provision that applies to local governments more broadly prohibits them from introduce from including preferences in hiring and contracting. So the legislation actually states unless required to secure federal aid, no local government may discriminate against or grant preferential treatment on the basis of race, color, ancestry, national origin, or sexual orientation, and making employment decisions regarding employees of a political subdivision or contracting for public works. The legislation says that Milwaukee area is widely considered one of the most segregated places in the country. And so my solution is that anything in your department that's pro-American, let's get rid of that, too. Because what I don't want to do is grant preferential treatment. So let's ditch all the federal aid All those people that are hired under federal grants and money and all that, fire them or get rid of them or lay them off or do whatever and get rid of it. All all the signs that say hire American, grow American, buy American, can't use it anymore. Throw it out. Why? Because they're looking at national origin. That national origin happens to be America. So I know it's a little illogical, but I say throw it out anyway. Oh, and by the way, if the police department says you have to be an American citizen or naturalized, let's throw that out, too. Let anybody be a cop. Why not? And and for the record, the process of becoming the president of the United States, either by being an old, white, wealthy, white man or woman, or by being a non-white and having to be supported by a old, wealthy, white man or woman to get into office. Well, yeah, we should get rid of that, too. And let anybody be president. Why not? Right? I mean, makes it easier. Number four. Fire and police commission. Their power has been slashed. Legislation strips most of the power from the civilian board of oversight responsibilities over the fire and police department. Commission is among the oldest and the most powerful of its kind in the country. Its commissioners are nominated by the mayor, confirmed by the Common Council. It removes, this is what this does, removes the Fire and Police Commission's power to set policies for the police and fire departments. Transferring responsibility to the chief. Two-thirds majority of the Common Council should, could suspend or modify these policies. Idiotic. The move by the Republican-controlled legislature comes just as the commission has found its footing. It reached its maximum nine members following deep dysfunction in 2020 that led to the replacement of all but one of the then seven commissioners. Commissioners ripped the state's changes and said inserting the council into decision making puts politics back into the process that was supposed to be at arm's length from the machinations at City Hall. The bill also requires two members of the commission to be chosen from a list submitted to the mayor by unions. Really? Really? representing rank and file officers and firefighters, even though the commission already has two members with police and firefighting experience. My solution, go to court and have them one, reduce it to simple majority Two, It makes oversight difficult and you can see where I'm assuming the unions made these deals with the state legislature with the Republicans. So right now you have a union, if I'm not mistaken is run by a detective and a department that's run by a detective. And most of command staff is run by people who came through the detective ranks. Thus, the set number of detectives for the department averaging, what, 10 plus? Because they want a number of like 175. So over the course of maybe 10 years, they want that number to be around 1,700 and and 175 detectives. That's averaging about 10 detectives per district. Now, for me, I I don't know. In some districts, that's not enough. In some, it may not be. I don't know. Some need more. Some need less. Now, I'm biased. I support patrol. When I was a cop, detectives actually supported patrol. Now, you know, Chief Flynn kind of flipped all that and gave detectives this power to do whatever. Does it sound like I don't like detectives? Yeah. Is it true? No. Watch this. I got friends that are detectives. (laughs) So, but my, my point is, I don't trust a union to have a voice, especially if they're tied directly to the chief. We're getting right back to the way it was when Harold Breyer was in. One of the reasons why we have all these things in the city now and a strong fire and police commission was because of people like Harold Breyer, who came in and used the department as his own Gestapo, basically. And I know that's, that's saying something, and I'm not trying to call him a Nazi. I'm not doing that. I'm saying that at some point, we'll get back to that. We have to be careful. If you allow one person with zero oversight, and it's difficult to get two-thirds vote, it's difficult to get a majority vote. In a deliberative in a deliberative legislative body, and we're talking about two-thirds. Somebody was in cahoots with somebody.
0: Number three.
1: Milwaukee Public Schools will also have to return 25, at least 25 school resource officers to its schools by January 1st, 2024. Where they coming from? The street? I don't know. Lawmakers said the measure would curb fights and criminal activity on school grounds in addition to bolstering teacher recruitment. Oh, that's right. The white suburban people that want to come work in the city, they'll come. Okay. So the move is opposed by the Milwaukee School Board members and community organizations, MPS president, uh, board president. Uh, Marva Herndon previously said the bill would destroy Milwaukee's right to self-govern and that the provision clearly has racist overtones. I don't know about the racist overtones. I'd have to dig into that as Milwaukee is one of the largest minority populations in the state, but are we the majority of students in NPS? So anyway, NPS uh, cut its last contract contracts with Milwaukee police in June, 2020 following racial justice Protests outside NPS offices, school board members have stood by that decision. The district in 2016 ended the practice of posting school resource officers inside school buildings. Um, A state estimate found the plan could cost the district an additional $1 million per year. Well, here's the deal. We haven't had any um, issues that we've had countrywide. So use some of the money that you waste on positions that don't do anything on Valite Street, and, and maybe, you know, like area superintendents. I don't know what they do. I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe curtail the pensions of those in NPS administration. Put them, put them in the state pension plan. I don't know. But whatever you do with NPS, if you say that they're wasting money and not doing the right thing, give it to the state legislators, too. See, that's, that's the point, too. Because you remember, What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Number two. Hmm? Streetcar funding. Uh Uh-oh. Cut it. Sell it. Privatize it. That's it. If you want to ride it, pay for it. I don't even understand why we have a streetcar that don't go nowhere. I don't understand why we got a streetcar. Does it even go to Brady Street? Oh, we want to extend it. Why would I go downtown to get on a streetcar to So I'm going to drive past Brady Street to get on a streetcar to go to Brady Street. And then when I leave, I got to come and get back on a streetcar to go back to my car where I'm parked. And it may or may not be there or I got towed or I'm in a parking lot and I got to pay. OK, privatize it, sell it and let somebody make money. And guess what? It'll actually pay taxes because you got to pay tax on your fare. It's a private entity and now they have to pay taxes. And guess what? The city will actually make more money. Number one. Well, as budgets have grown tighter in recent years, Milwaukee leaders, as you well know, cut the police and fire budgets. So this is my number one issue with this bill, the maintenance of police and staff firing. And I talked about it a little more earlier. The city's library and police and fire departments have been particularly vulnerable to cuts because they're the three city departments with budgets over $20 million, heavily dependent on tax dollars, as opposed to grants and fees and revenues. Well, earlier this year, budget officials at the city anticipate cuts between, between 10 and 25% of these three departments could require the elimination of about 355 to 890 full-time staff members, but cutting police and fire employees wouldn't be possible with this legislation. So it requires the, Milwaukee, the the city of Milwaukee, to maintain the number of officers and the daily staffing level in the fire department minimally at the numbers from the previous year, excluding anybody who's state or grant funded. Calculations only include positions that are filled, not those budgeted. So if the city does not maintain its police and firefighters and verify to the state that it has, you ready? It loses 15 percent of its shared revenue the next year. Not only that. Funding from the sales tax above the required pension payments and maintenance of police and fire service would have to be used to increase the number of police and firefighters. Which then adds to the pension, which then adds to the need for more money. Is the state consciously digging a hole for Milwaukee and making them fail? Or is the is the are the unions in the legislatures Or is the legislature in their pocket? Does it matter? They're clearly dipping in each other's pockets. By the end of the 10th year, as I said earlier, after a sales tax goes into effect, the city would have to hire at least, they would have to have 1,725 officers, including 175 detectives. That averages about 10 per district. And the daily staffing level of at least 218 people in the fire department. So we're going to make this a minimum. Well, my solution is to what? Charge people for police and fire service. Those outliers, those people we contract with, the Potawatomi bingos and casinos, the federal government, if we come to your address, we're going to bill you. See, I own a home, so I pay taxes already. But if you are a government entity, Money has to come out of your budget if we come. If somebody calls the police at the water department, the water department has to pay a minimum amount to the fire department or the police department to cover them showing up. I mean, that's how we do some people. When you have a big entity or a business and we keep coming to your business, you get ruled a nuisance and they bill you. Hey, just so you know, as of this date, if the police come again, yeah, we're billing you. And if six officers show up, we're billing you each officer at the highest rate, time 1.92s, because you got to pay benefits and everything with it. And that's what we're doing. So if that officer gets $10 an hour, multiply it times 1.92, and that is what we're going to bill you for the entire time for every officer there. Guess how fast that'll change. But then again, you know, I just came up with the five. Nobody asked me. You are
0: listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth App, and 1017TheTruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth App, and 1017TheTruth.com.
1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Hey, want to remind you, this is the last week to sign up for our Black-Owned Business Giveback. If you want to win $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising on The Truth for three months, go to blackbusinessgiveback.com right now after you finish listening to my show. Again, that's free advertising for your business to market itself valued at $6,000. It'll give you the power to not miss out on this great opportunity. Go to blackbusinessgiveback.com right now. Sign up today for official contest rules. Of course, head to blackbusinessgiveback.com. Associated bank member, FDIC. You only got till Friday. And then Friday, I think somebody giving out some loot. So it's going to be on and crack it. 833-212-1017 833 1017 is the number. Talking text line. Somebody said the state legislature is definitely trying to make Milwaukee, quote, fail. It needs to show how evil and ineffective the Democrats run city is. And I said, and I replied, no city run by any party can function under the constraints the state legislature is putting on the state of Milwaukee. And they replied, I absolutely agree, but I also think that's, a big unspoken reason for putting these ridiculous things in legislation. I I don't know. What y'all looking at? Looking at an email. Uh, not my most important show. I've been gone almost two weeks, and what do I get? I get beat up by an email. At least Sandra called me. <laughs> At least at least Gene sent me a note. At least Julie and L T C they they care. The caller said Liz Brown was 101.7% correct in calling Chevy uh the mayor, talking about uh Mayor, what's what, what you talking about, Willis. Liz should be referred to <laughs> She should have referred to uh Mayor Barrett as Mr. Drummond. Wow. Wow. But It's kind of hard to argue that. I mean, I'm trying to argue. Sales tax is a mess, is what happens when you have an opportunity to elect a brave, experienced mayor like Lena Taylor, and you elect a rookie like Chevy. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Y'all wasn't even listening, so don't even try it. (laughs) 833-212-1017 is the number. I'm, I'm just a little taken aback. Um, because I kind of agree you had an opportunity to put somebody in the legislature that has worked with Robin Voss has crossed the um, divide and has been able to get legislature signed like her and former state representative Jason Fields, our teammate here at the new one Oh one seven, the truth have been able to get things done for the black community, for the Milwaukee community, for whites and Hispanics and Asians, everybody in the city. But then we put somebody in because we think they're going to be the one, and he ends up not being the one. Interesting. Milwaukee Times almost here. As I talked about, we've been entering Truth Fans into the Gruber Law Office's 5K giveaway for almost three months. And this Friday, we finally pick our next one call. That's all $5,000. Giveaway winner. Be sure to tune in to Truth Be Told with DT and Tully Friday at 8.30 a.m. to make sure you don't miss your call because if you don't answer your phone, you ain't getting it. We're going to the next person because if you do, uh, we'll, we'll just, you know, keep going to the next one and to the next one until somebody answers their phone and says, yes, oh, my God, I'll take $5,000, right? Again, that's the big Gruber Law Offices 5K giveaway this Friday on Truth Be Told, 8.30 a.m. June 30th. Right here on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. Traffic, weather, and sports up next.
0: More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 101.7 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 101.7 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. You know, Truth Nation, violence is a problem that affects us all, but together we can make a difference. The award-winning 101.7 The Truth wants to ignite positive change, bring awareness to the senseless violence occurring in our community. This is why we're hosting our inaugural Truth Walk against violence led by Tori Lowe on Saturday, July 22nd from the Victory Over Violence Park down MLK Drive right to our studio at 3rd Street Market Hall. Over the next month, Tori Lowe will be speaking with community leaders about how we can better provide resources and work as a community to rise up against violence. If you want to join the fight to stop violence, go to 1017thetruth.com right now. Sign up for our Walk Against Violence on Saturday. July 22nd. Mm-hmm. Want to also remind you, there's a fantastic event coming up that you don't want to miss. The truth is having their inaugural truth family fest, Saturday, August 12th, Riverside university high school in Milwaukee. We're bringing the community together for a family festival that will have something for everyone. There'll be live music, spoken word, delicious food, healthcare resources, and free Giveaway! So mark your calendars for this exciting event. Come out to enjoy the music, the food, the fun at our inaugural Truth Family Fest Saturday, August 12th at Riverside University High School. 833 212 Y'all going to Summer Fest? I might go. I don't know. I might go. I don't know. Like this is what, the second weekend coming up? First week, second weekend, right? I think it is, isn't it? First week, second week? Yeah, it's the second weekend. Yeah, So, I mean, it's the largest music festival. And so make sure you check us out and we'll tell you as, as we come up, you know, I'll tell you, you know, Tori's going to be there and Mel and all that. And we'll talk about who's going to be there and who's going to be hanging out and all the artists and everything because it's the biggest summer party. So make sure you come hang out. I'm just saying. um, Just saying. Go hang out. Go have a ball. Go have a ball. So right now, if you're listening, um, I think right now um, the mayor is either finishing his State of the City Address or is in the middle of his State of the City Address. So it'll be interesting to um, check that out. Going through some news this Monday afternoon, a three-vehicle crash left three people hurt, including two children near 76 and Flores today, around 1 o'clock. Police uh, say the driver was traveling eastbound on Flores, and while attempting to make a left turn onto 76th Street, they struck another vehicle. They say the impact of the crash caused the vehicles to crash with a third car. Um, The driver attempting to turn left, a 32-year-old Milwaukee man was transported to the hospital with life-threatening injuries. Uh, two passengers inside the vehicle, a three-year-old girl and six-year-old boy had to be extricated from the vehicle. They were transported to a local hospital for serious but not but non-fatal injuries. And the driver of the first vehicle that struck that was struck, a 22-year-old man was arrested for a license violation, and they're still looking into things. So just wanted to let you know that that one is um, working. I'm just reading my talking text line. Good doctor. The caller is glad to hear you on the air. It's uh, the perfect day for me to help you with your hip hop homework. I don't need hip hop homework. You need, how old are you that you would think I would need help with hip hop homework? Like what's, what's on your mind? Hip hop is 50 years old. What go somewhere. Patty LaBelle sang a tribute to Tina Turner last night on BET Awards that celebrated the fifth anniversary of hip-hop. Good Doc, you may correct your statement about hip-hop being in existence for 35 years any time you're good and ready. I say 35. I don't care how someone else counts it, number one. Number two, people always count hip-hop to benefit them, right? So I don't know what you're talking about. When I was 10 years old, hip-hop was not out. I don't know what 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 planet you're from, but that didn't happen. I don't care what you say, and I don't care what BET says. I don't care. You got a problem? Call me. 833-212-1017 is the number. Okay, I'm just being silly. Um, Good Life said, yeah, 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 nah. Um, about $2 million Robin Voss stole from taxpayers to fund Gableman. For a fraudulent voter claim, why not put that money in police pension fund? If any recovery of these dollars, what are your thoughts? Nah. See, when you do things that's within your right and you don't like it, that's one thing. But I'm pretty sure Democrats have done things that was not liked and everybody pretended like it was okay because it was Democrats. So let's let's be equitable, not fair, but let's be equitable in that some of the wasteful things that Democrats have done and some of the wasteful things that Republicans have done, they're state lawmakers, and it's within their purview and their right as state lawmakers to do what they did. And it's not a lot we can fight about that. I mean, I get it, and I understand why you disagree. I disagree with it, too. But he didn't do anything illegal. You just don't like it. And there's some things that the Democratic Party does that are not illegal, and I don't like, but nothing I can do. I think it was kind of silly to spend $2 million for idiotic voter fraud. But I understand why they did it. I just don't think they should have done it. There's always going to be voter fraud, and it's always going to be less than 1%, and, and it just is what it is. Hmm. Interesting. You make some interesting points there. 833 1017 is the number. Let me see what else is going on in the news. What's going on in the news? I haven't talked about the news in quite a in, in quite a while. Mayor Cavalier Johnson during his twenty twenty three State of the City speech, Mayor Cavalier Johnson announced the goal for Milwaukee to replace all lead laterals within twenty years about a third of the time the project was originally expected to take. The city has replaced about 6,000 lead services in the past six years and is projected to replace about 1,200 by the end of 2023. There remains about 65,000 lead services in the city and the city's original projection was about 65 to 70 years. Um, President Joe Biden, the Environmental Protection Agency, is allocating billions of dollars for local governments to replace lead pipes in Milwaukee's position to tap into these resources. And so in order to achieve the goal of replacing the remaining lead service lines in 20 years, Milwaukee Water Works said the city will need to work toward replacing 3,200 lines a year for 20 years. First step to accelerate it will come in 2024 when the city aims to replace an additional 500 lines over what it does now. And it'll be incremental. And that'll be that. We hope it does. I mean, children need to be able to and and understand something. These are all of our children. Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, Pacific Islander, wherever you're from. These are all of our children that are getting exposed to lead and we can't let that happen. And so for that instance, I applaud the mayor in making sure that this is taken care of and that we are, we are really working towards making sure um, this turns out well. But I do have a question. Are you going to the fireworks that on um, 4th of July? I don't think I'm going. Based on what's happening at State Fair or what's that, I don't know. I haven't made up my mind. Now, here's, here's the other trick. I have a balcony that I can sit outside and see fireworks. So guess where I'm going to be? I'm going to be at home. When we come back, I want to talk about three San Antonio police officers that were charged with murder last Friday less than 24 hours after they fatally shot a woman during a police call. And when we come back, we'll take a look and see whether or not what they did was consistent with policy and training in the good state of Texas. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon.
0: You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
1: Thing she did is laugh. Oh, really? Wow! You forgot I can see your face. Wow! Oh, the life. Nobody believes me. Oh well. Ah. So here's the deal. Before the break, we were talking about these three San Antonio officers. So three cops were charged with murder Friday. Less than 24 hours. This is from from CNN and CBS 58. Uh, after they fatally shot a woman during a police call, their chief announced, Officer um, Alizar Alejandro, 28, Sergeant Alfred Forrest, 45, and Officer Nathaniel uh, Villalobos, 27, were suspended from the force without pay as investigation continues. Released on $100,000 bond, uh, Bexar County jail records show, and none has commented to CNN. Um, Chief William McManus said in a news conference Friday, the shooting officers' actions were not consistent with San Antonio Police Department policies and training, and they placed themselves in a situation where they could, where they used deadly force, which which was not reasonable given all the circumstances as we now understand them. Police were responding to a call that a woman later identified as Melissa Ann Perez, 46 was cutting wires to the fire alarm system in her apartment complex. It appeared that she was having a mental health crisis, and after initially speaking with officers outside, she went back into her apartment and locked the door, which, which I can imagine standing there talking, and then the person just turns, runs in the house, and locks the door. That's happened to me before. Officers continued to talk to her through a patio window, urging her to come out. Uh, edited and blurred body camera video released by the Department Shows that. And she hollers, you ain't got no warrant. Twice. One officer tries to open the window, and McManus said Perez threw a glass candle holder at him. Uh, She later swung a hammer at an officer, but hit the window instead. According to McManus, one officer opened fire, but Perez was not hit. It could still be heard speaking on the body camera video. And seconds later, she advanced toward the window, holding the hammer, and all three officers opened fire. Now, that's where I have a problem. If you're outside and somebody's inside, not with a gun, not with a knife, but with a hammer that you could throw or a knife that you could throw a duck, move out the way, move to a safe distance. Right. More than a dozen shots were heard on the body camera video. Perez was struck twice. Ooh, who are these cops shooting at? Can anyway, uh, McManus said officers attempted life saving measures, the arrest warrant said, and she died at the scene. Although she was allegedly approaching officers with a hammer when they opened fire, the arrest warrant said Perez did not pose an imminent threat or serious bodily of serious bodily harm or death when she was shot because the defendants had a wall, a window blocked by a television, and a locked door between them. Guess what? Uh, it's kind of hard to support the police on this. Lil Boo Boo 1, 2, and 3 belong in jail. I'm just saying. Now, they'll have a jury of their peers, and if they're found guilty, they go to jail. Now, CNN requested unedited body camera video. No, you're not getting it. There's a trial going on, and what you're not going to do is taint the jury pool, and then all of a sudden they can't get a fair trial. Stop it. Don't do that. It goes on to say the swiftness of the charges against the officers reflects a trend across communities reckon with police accountability in the wake of George Floyd. Be careful when you do that, because if you rush to judgment with inadequate information and investigation and you're wrong, you're going to cause irreparable harm. And then you'll have the police not trusting the justice system. And when that happens, you're going to lose. I don't know. So Officers' use of force has been under scrutiny nationwide, especially against people facing mental health crises. But you remember, we still have five officers in Memphis who were quickly charged, in contrast to earlier cases such as police shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, in which officials decided not to charge the officers five months later. And we'll get into George Jacob Blake if you want to, but there were some extenuating circumstances that I think, as a law enforcement officer, they took too long doing some things and they should have taken him into custody long before they had to shoot him. But that's, a, that's, that's another issue. And that's also armchair quarterbacking. I get it. The city of Rochester, New York reached a settlement with the family of Daniel Prude, who died following an encounter with police in Virginia. Uh, Irvo Etieno died after being pinned to the floor by security officers at a mental state health facility, positional asphyxiation. And in California, Miles Hall was shot by police during what his family called a mental health episode. I don't think you can just say that and then say the police shot the person without very specific information about each incident. Because what that does is paints the police in a broad brush that says, look at what they did and the person died. Right. But there are a lot of circumstances that happened during that time. It's called preclusion. What happened to up to and including the time the force was used and something happened? Oh, look, the police just shot that person, right? What did they point? Oh, they pointed a gun at the police. See, those are, those are little small things or, or, a a so-so example of how we can make assumptions based on a lack of information. And that's the dangerous thing that we do when we, do stories like this and have cases like this where we show mental illness and all these things. The the thing that's missing from this story is all the police that are dead because of people with mental illness. What was the training the police get regarding mental illness? And then what happened that or, or something that interceded and caused them not to be able to do what they were trained to do because they may have been attacked. Now, San Antonio. Mm, San Antonio. If you're looking for a police job, San Antonio going to have three openings. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like at this point, eh, I think they might be having three openings because, yeah, a door, a TV, a window, locked. Come on. There is absolutely no reason... But then again, you got the flip side, and we'll talk about that tomorrow, where the white woman that shot and killed the black lady through the door shot and killed her. And But then it's Florida, so my bad. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tory Low show is coming up next. I think I float back around about 4 a.m. and then at... 7 a.m. you got this show with some woman named DT, some guy named Telly, you know, won all these Emmy Awards and all this other great stuff. And, you know, I'm just saying, make sure you check it out in the morning. I mean, you know, truth be told, I heard it's a great show. Thank you, Rhea. Appreciate you. God bless. Take care. My first day back and I'm out.